going on like the it's all gonna look kind of fucked up because it's hot as shit and my laptop fan is not powerful enough i'm gonna get like a cooling oh. pad for it oh okay because like even with the cpu being so fucking powerful and the all the shit in this computer like is yeah. powerful as fuck it's still the fan is the limiter so like yeah. i'm gonna get like a cooling pad for it and i think it'll stop that from happening where it just starts to like some i'm struggling with music right now too like when it's super is hot it really room. like overloading it it overloads it yeah oh, i mean my laptop too it's it's completely out of space as well and there's nothing i can remove to make more space i've removed everything i possibly can and i still don't have enough space to update the freaking operating software or whatever yeah I, i'm like yeah that that laptop i literally bought because i had a pretty powerful desktop at the time when i bought mm -hmm. that laptop and i just bought it for djing yeah like, and so well, I, it works great for me mm -hmm. but the thing is i don't think i can do any of my design work on it anymore no i think like well what i really want to get is uh like an ipad and i want to try out uh procreate i think it looks incredible yeah. But the thing is, like, I want to be able to try it first before I buy a fucking iPad. <laughs> but you can get Procreate on your phone, so I was going to do that. It's, yeah. like, it's like three bucks, and you never have to pay it again. Yeah. Whereas with Adobe, after I graduate, I have to pay, like, 30 Dude, bucks a month. You know, look, I mean, you know, Apple Apple is a terrible fucking company. Like, you know, they're terrible. I mean, yes. in, ter in terms of, like, you know, we'll take all the fucking this child porn weird scanning they're going to do over fucking Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, keep just put a pin in that one. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, anybody who's, like, kind of the PC master race, it's, like, it's obvious. It's, like, you know, Apple fucking makes upgrades way too fucking expensive. Yes. They fucking, because they're so design-oriented, they solder the the CPU to the fucking motherboard. So you can't upgrade it on your own. You can't open yeah. it on your own. And so it's it's just, it's a very, it's meant, like... Apple products are great for people like my parents who mm -hmm. are absolutely fucking retarded about technology. So yes. it's like, it won't break. It won't like my mother's had the same MacBook Air that I told her to buy for 10 years and it works perfectly fine. Yeah. You know? Like I just replaced the battery in it and it works fine. Um, and so for them, that's this stuff is fantastic. But if you are like a creative professional, it's a bit rough in terms of like for example i mean like you know this laptop i use for all my work everything it was about five thousand dollars like upgraded to like well that's the whole thing but it's like mm -hmm. you know having two terabytes of storage having like 36 gigs of ram you know these kinds of things that you know if you were to build a pc with the same specs it would be you know eighteen hundred to two thousand dollars you know yeah but at the same time what apple does do well is their native programs they bought like logic and final cut were not original apple products uh or programs rather but they bought them and they really did a good job of it, it, like integrating them into the into the ecosystem mm. and i hated icloud at first and now i kind of love it because i'll be at work or whatever and like in a studio in LA and need to pull up a project and I can literally access it from my phone. Yeah. And airdrop it to my co-producer's 
desktop. I mean, it, it's like incredible. Like I'm sure PC has the same shit. Um, and also when Android phones fucking find a iMessage equivalent and I don't yeah, have to let me text my Android friends in blue. Yeah. I hate the green. It's not even, yeah, it's the green. It's like also it, like, cause I'm a wordy faggot. Like I'll send so much fucking oh shit my that it God. comes out of sequence. Like it'll come out of sequence. Yeah. They send me a fucking photo. It comes as a potato. They're like, we'll use WhatsApp. So I have to download WhatsApp. To make it's so it's just, stupid. Like, it's just, yeah, it's annoying. But uh, Apple sucks in its own way. And I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's weird. Cause like, obviously there's that cult of Apple, right? Where the people are just like it just works better it's the i justines of the world exactly. <laughs> who have who completely just sucks apple's cock yes yeah for all eternity her name is i justine you know? yeah i don't even know if she still makes youtube videos but who cares yeah who cares um but yeah the the it's like the apple fanboys are to me like disney adults that's a great way of putting it the <laughs> yeah and then and then and then yeah and then uh and then yeah. but then the pc master race people like want to start arguments with me and i'm like yeah apple sucks in all these ways i just laid out and they're like yeah, yeah but you're stupid for buying it i'm like yeah i know like can we stop this now yeah it's like it's just this thing that like never ends i'm like <laughs> i'm like look dude i'm locked in the fucking ecosystem i can't leave so Fuck. like and being in a fucking group chat with like one android and dude. the rest iphones like brand just said the reactions suck cross-platform imagine that as well because you hate the reactions thing i hate i fucking hate it it's I, so awful because it like because and i think that's like when, the way my brain works like i was having a conversation with a friend yesterday about how i hate phone calls mm. like the advent of texting was so fantastic for me because if you're getting me on the phone like when i don't expect it you're gonna get the worst version of me i'm gonna be yes. a fucking cunt i'm gonna be because i already get anxiety about seeing the phone ring and i'm yeah. just like ugh. texting was fantastic for me because i could take a moment and formulate my thoughts you know and kind of get it together and like say what i actually want to say yeah. and i also text and type the way that i talk so my voice still comes across even when i'm doing it in text yeah but the reaction thing pisses me off because then i it's like the phone call thing where i'm getting a notification that someone responded to something but it's just them ending the conversation opposed to someone having the fucking balls to just be like I gotta go. Yeah, sounds good. Talk to you later. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's the fucking stupidest shit. And then my fucking boomer parents just love the haha and the yeah. heart and the. Ugh. It makes me crazy, dude. I but fucking being, hate it. Being in a group chat with an Android and somebody reacting to something or like whatever, it doesn't even matter what they do. It sends an additional text message in a separate group chat. It, I'm surprised this hasn't been figured out and, yet. And the way, Every time I'm added to like a work group chat or something and somebody has an Android, it's a mess. There's 10 of them. There's 10 group chats. But I mean, like even even that aside, group chats, let's stop it. Let's stop oh, with the enough, group chats. Oh, enough group chats. Enough yeah. group, group chats. No more group FaceTime calls. Yeah. No more group. Like, I'm happy in my group chat. I have, I think, one or two. Oh, no, no, no. I have one that is no longer really even active, but there are like maximum five people in there mm -hmm. and nobody really messages it unless it's about like D&D. &D. That's you, it. I'm very Larry David about group anything. Like, so, yeah. you know, we whenever we go to your house, it's inevitable like to see your parents that they are on a group FaceTime call with like all these people who are so ideologically diverse and they all hate each other for their different ideologies. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, Jordan's here. And I'm like, I'm like, no, oh, no, thank you. No, it's awful. No, I don't want to be on this thing. No, I don't want to say, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do it. You're way more patient, but I like literally yeah. will figure out a way to hide in the curtains. To just be like, no, like, man, I love my family, but like every like couple months or so, when we go over to my mom's house, it always lands on a Sunday for whatever reason they have their Facebook or their Facebook, their FaceTime, 
group uh, calls it's on when we walk through the door on Sundays at like three or four p.m. We always walk through the door at that exact time, and uh, they're on the call. And I'm like, I just want to hug my mom and my dad, and they're sitting on a, a FaceTime call. Having to sort of pretend that like again that like because like your family is there's no in between there's yeah. blue and on or there's q and on yeah it's like the only and so two, like they're yeah. all kind of pretending that none of this bothers all of them but nobody really talks to each other about how like hey all these like ideological differences don't really matter so yeah. let's just like let's just care that we're all family and like that should be the big fucking thing which your yeah. parents are amenable to but it's like it's just is like it's t- it's just so tough and i'm like oh my god and then like she gets off the call and then her brother it's just like oh my god <laughs> it's just so strange dude yeah i mean like when when i get there i have to like sort of placate it by saying like saying hello and answering a couple questions but it's like always the same few questions always. like how's work how's school i'm so proud of you and i'm like oh, thank, thank you. you and i feel so guilty that i don't want to be talking on a group facetime right now but yeah i mean brand asked you the million dollar question right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah sean does play D D. Sean loves D&D. I do. And the thing is, I've only ever been in one campaign, but I'm in the middle of writing my own right now. Um, the thing is, like, and I, like, I, I've said this before to you, I think, but never on the show. Like, I need to talk about my campaign endlessly to a friend, but all of my friends are playing are in my campaign. And I am too going to play in this one. So. <laughs> so I can't even talk to you about the campaign. I think you've even, you've even still had to spill the beans on some of the things. Just cause yeah. Cause I can't contain myself. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that D and D is, it, it, even though you found it kind of recently, it fits all your sensibilities of all the things that you kind of enjoy creatively. Yeah. And like you like, you like magic and sort of medieval fantasy kind of ideas and, mm. And so, yeah, like I, it's, but it's fun. Like you're kind of creating, I feel like you've created this campaign in many ways to sort of placate like my lack of sensibility about that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, I'm like, can I, might I have a gun? You're like, yes, sure. you can have a gun. You can have a yeah. gun. I'm, I'm still, I mean, you're, you, you, in the game, there's already something, there's already like a rifle that's built. So we'll probably end up using that and tweaking it a little bit. Can my character work for the Israeli Defense Force? No, absolutely no. not. We lost because in, anyway, in my world, uh, Israel was actually. It's <laughs> just just <laughs> let's just not even try to go there. No, no, an evil force wiped out <laughs> an evil no a uh, a unifying force brought together Israel and Palestine in my in my imaginary world. There's world peace in the Middle East. Very wholesome. So <laughs> yeah, so no, I mean. Uh, there, th- my campaign takes place in Japan, in a kind of Japan. It's like a fantasy style Japan where it's not real, it's, but it's based on Japan. But like, you want your character to be from like Russia, so like you're from like, like Eurasia. Eurasia. You're like from some part of like like kind of Mongolia at the time, but like yeah, but lighter features. Like, so my character that I wanted to do is like Japanese mother. Um, so he's like a hunter. Brand will know all this stuff. He's a he's a hunter. Well, no, he's a, a ranger. He's a ranger first, subclass hunter. hunter. Yeah. So I wanted to be someone who didn't really have magical powers. Yeah. Um. So he's so Sean's timeline takes place in two different. Yeah, like, it's Japan. it's like a split timeline, not split timeline, but like split existence Japan, because we all know time is a flat circle. 
Um, yeah, so, <laughs> but in in my my world or whatever that I'm making, there's like 1600s Japan and 2100s Japan. One is like some dystopian cyberpunk future, and the other is like kind of like end of samurai era Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can travel freely between the two eras, but of course they are still linked by time. So things that happen in the past can still affect the future. Time itself does heal, though. So, like, if you kill somebody's great-great-great-great-grandfather, like, that person will still exist in the future. Maybe it's just their great-great-great-great-uncle that that ended up being his great-great-great-great-grandfather instead. This so, is the paradox of you time know, travel. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's like, you, you can't... My The thing with time travel is I'm trying to keep it so that you can't completely fuck up the future mm-hmm. entirely mm-hmm. Uh, by killing somebody in the past, mm-hmm. you know, because time heals itself. Yeah. Unless you do, like, some really serious destruction in the past, yes. you know? Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a fantastic idea. And it's been fun because it's like I I sort of... I, lo- I do have a sort of screenwriter part of my brain. So I was like, okay, this character, uh, he's like... Japanese mother uh, and uh, Russian father. She had to escape, like the Russian Eurasian, you know. Yeah. Um, so Japanese mother had to escape. You're a part of Japan. I'm sure you're writing, figuring out how to like that, or or mm-hmm. you change it. You can do that too. Um, and I'm then, not going to change. I, I won't change. And then character. and then sh- she ends up going back to Japan to do something, and some kind of monster kills her. So like I kind of have my Moby Dick, like my white whale. Mm-hmm. I have to go kill this animal. And I'm so excited. I've I've begun to incorporate that into the story as well. Mm-hmm. Because this species of animal is going to be like integral to the story I and the functions that. of the story. And then so, I have yeah. weapons in like modern day weapons in the in the uh, 1600s because uh, I like this idea of Russia winning the space race and then traveling yes. back in time to like arm kind of half citizens. But I have no allegiance yeah. to anybody. Like I'm kind of like Han Solo. I'm just like fucking yeah. here for the money. Or my white whale, I think, is like yeah. more noble. But because you have started to pursue your own interests and your own you're, you're self-interested uh instead of serving the state they're mad at me they're mad at you mm-hmm. which i think is a really cool but you're in a completely different land mm-hmm. a, an, on an island they don't know where you are uh so you're kind of on the run i thought it was fun i think it's really fucking mm-hmm. cool but yeah so to make a long fucking story short i do play D and i'm writing a campaign yeah no it's gonna be really fun and uh, i'm glad that uh and the people that are involved like your friends are uh are super yeah yeah well especially two of them are like super into it so I think yeah dowry says if your middle east has peace then that must mean america doesn't yeah, exist they make a lot of money yeah there is no america so far we don't have an american player character like somebody who wants to be american no i i don't why well, i mean it it, it didn't boring really, it didn't really i mean it didn't really exist in any sort of capacity at that point so it, mm-hmm. it's kind of uninteresting there are going to be like expats in the future mm-hmm. version of my world or whatever so like there that's, will be like a district where they live you know where that's like, why most I like the, the expats live the idea to like you can't like just the idea that i said of you know russians like you know operation paperclip right where we stole all those nazi scientists like make nasa well in yeah. my timeline i like the idea of the soviets doing it instead yeah and so like but then it, it develop some pretty advanced technology they're able to like time travel and yeah stuff. so i'm gonna it, it may take me a little while but i think i'm gonna sketch out your character and stuff but we'll work together on it um i was looking up like soviet propaganda for like inspiration and mm-hmm. stuff to sort of like come up with a color scheme and and like sort of like a background and a, an art style to it as well so i found some things like the have you ever seen those like weirdly homoerotic 
Russian oh, yeah. like propaganda posters oh, yeah. where there's like the European and the Asian Russian mm -hmm. and they're like linking arms and like looking off into the distance together with their like uh, Aryan son and their Mongolian son. And the funny <laughs> thing is like that didn't even really go away because you remember like the people were comparing the American army ad to the Russian military ad that was like recent. Oh, I don't remember you that. Don't, you no. haven't seen this? I don't me, think so. Let me pull no. this Russian military ad one second. But I love these posters because it's like that is definitely a gay couple. Oh yeah, but they did not well, intend Russia's it like at all. Russia is like very homoerotic in their like masculinity. Um, yeah, like Putin riding a horse shirtless, dude. Uh, Russia. How many gay men came uh, to that? Military ad. There we go. Military ad. Yeah, check this shit out. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, China versus Russia versus USA. I want to just find the original. Wait, this is it. Let me see. This is it. Hang on a second before I play it on the stream. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is it. This is it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This. Is Первый день твоей новой жизни. То, что было вчера, не имеет значения. То, кем ты был прежде, уже никого не волнует. Теперь важно то, кем ты будешь сегодня. Что ты знаешь о себе? На что ты способен? I want to sign up. Ты потом спокойно спать. Узнать себя. Познать границы своих возможностей. Черт oh my god. Ты готов ломать себя до изнеможения. Каждый день здесь боль закаляет. Шрамы повседневность. Это ты решил себе что-то доказать. Это ты пытаешься увидеть в каждой тени своего врага. Потому что без врага нет боя. А без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле главный враг... Это ты. Вчерашний ты. Твоя задача выследить врага, догнать его, превзойти, стать лучше, чем он, и вернуться назад победителем. Потому что завтра первый день твоей новой жизни. Wow. So people were, yeah, people were comparing that to, because like the, the American military ad they put out was like, you know, in this, in, their, in our new diverse community, we need more, you know, trans, uh, yeah. demisexual people in our military. And then, people are like what what and then like comparing it to this of just like this is how this is how we win the existence of a military is just to show that you have a big dick that a country has a big mm -hmm. dick you do not want it's why rockets are all phallic i mean it's soft like, it's just... soft little femboys in the military I know, rockets dude. are phallic exactly it's yeah. like this is all a display of dick size right right and like and, and that's and, and yeah and russia's russia's much better at that than yeah. us and and uh China by like saying so little is kind of like, they just kind of invade people's space like you know and they're like oh well, you know, here we are fuck you yeah um, and Russia's kind of the same way but like we are just so caught up like it really is end of empire shit like this sort mm -hmm. of obsession with everyone's fucking feelings and <laughs> just is so pathetic yeah and so yeah the joke was comparing the two because the let me, I'll find the American one it was fucking funny American yeah, I don't think I've seen this one either. Uh, Emma, the it. calling. Oh no, dude! Oh my god! Join the military, become a cartoon. Disney adults. <laughs> Disney adults, yeah. Oh my god, it's like a reality show. Oh my god. This what? is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot missile defense system. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know, dude. <laughs> Just wait, though. It begins in California. What? With a little girl raised by two moms. No. Dude. Yeah. And she too can shoot rockets at innocent brown people. 
Emma. Although I had a fairly typical Clear. Took ballet. Oh my god. Violin. I grew up I to be a war criminal. <laughs> I like to think I've been defending freedom from My mom age. is so proud. Love each other, respect everyone. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctor said she might never walk again. What's going on? Pride to get back on her feet. Blech. Eventually standing at the altar. Yeah, it's gonna struggle. Yeah, it's probably a little much. Marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school. Oh God. Class. And then it. I'm gonna see if I can turn down the quality in one second. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is going on? I, I know. I I do want to get the conclusion of this though. UC Davis. Why joined a sorority full of other strong women? Oh my God. This, this is awful. I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life. <laughs> Just all the way down, yeah. Sorority girl stereotype. Oh my god. Sure, I'd spent my life Barb. around inspiring women. Of course, it's Barb. But what had I really achieved? <laughs> Barb. On my what had I achieved on my own? In Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. Yeah, they're peaceful. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, this is fucking insane. It. A way to prove my inner strength. No. Not looking good for World War Three. <laughs> no. We need more robot dogs. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. So that's America, right? I would kill myself in front of her and her two gay moms yeah. to change the <laughs> the timeline, the, the the outcome of their lives forever. Well, it's just it's so fucking depressing because, like, I mean, really, what? what the military is there to do is to attract the most vulnerable who don't have any kind of prospect. So it's like this, I, I, you know, if we as two gay men raised a son with, you know, dink income, right. Yeah. You know, we like, you know, we do have a kid or whatever. And then they chose, cause like nothing was working and they chose to go in the military, even though they did ballet and violin. It's like, boy, we fucking failed. Didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no, we love the troops, no respect, you know. But, I mean, still, it's like, it just, it, it really is the end road. It's just sort of like, this is, like, I'm not talking about going to West Point and this kind of shit. I mean, just, like, just signing up for the fucking army, you know? Like, and it's, yeah. it's, and to go fight wars in Afghanistan, <laughs> which I guess kind of can get us into that. Wow. But, but uh, yeah, the Afghanistan thing has been so funny. Like, it, it is, it, it is so, well, it's been this really weird thing of, like, watching liberals flip, where it's like, it's, it's now they now they care about the people of Afghanistan, but in a way that would keep us in a military conflict with them for eternity. I mean, yes, really. of course. Yeah. Um, and then simultaneously think the CIA and the FBI are like totally super rad now. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's funny to like watch the like sort of the never ending neocon propaganda of like all these cities are falling in Afghanistan. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care because like because again it's like this this is like a fucking decades old conflict and you know even beyond like before 9-11 it's like you know we've talked about it before Osama bin Laden was created by us like you know someone I saw another like a Bloomberg thing that was like the Taliban now have more uh what's that attack helicopter we use um I anyway would doesn't, not doesn't no. matter they have like more of them than any other small country or some other shit and I'm like yeah because we gave them we gave them that we gave them piles of cash we kept saying we were like training these Afghan soldiers, but it's like they have no allegiance to anybody. Mm -mm. And so it just was such a giant fucking waste of time. And we honestly made the country so much worse, like over the last 50 years, 
So it's just sort of like, why don't we just cut our losses and fucking bail? And, you know, people go, then they try to say that you're being insensitive. What about the Afghan people? And I'm like, we never care about them before. So how about we take some of that money and spend it domestically with people that like actually live here? Like that might, that might be a good idea. Uh, but yeah, it's been so funny to fucking watch. Uh, I think, yeah, Apache, I think is the, yeah. Um, the helicopter, but yeah, this never ending cavalcade of just neocon, like neocon propaganda Mm -hmm. and also neoliberal. I mean, it's all the same shit. So, and you know what's going to happen is like that kind of propaganda will become not politically expedient for Biden. So he'll just fucking put people there again. Yeah. It'll just be like Blackwater or some private military group again. Yeah. will just do course. even more atrocious shit. So. Yeah. I think we had a little bit of a stream skip uh, just because overload. Um, yeah. Yeah. That I was saying earlier that my little fan of my computer can't quite keep up with the heat of this room. So. Mm-hmm. Um, That's okay. I'm, I'm going to get like a cooling thing for it. Yeah. It should work. Um, we could just put it in a glass of water um <laughs> but uh but yeah so that's just funny but anyway other funny shit um this ben shapiro video oh my god hot chick heaven i love this <laughs> did you switch it over Can oh I no see? i didn't whoopsie daisy there we go sonic the hedgehog one of the greatest and most attractive characters ever thought of. He can run at sound speed, take out enemies in a flash, and best of all, <laughs> he's blue-colored and knows how to handle the females. Best of Speaking all. of females, the Sonic universe might also be classified as hot chick heaven because there's such a mess of very beautiful and tough women that it'll make you love the franchise even more. And since Valentine's Day oh is around the corner, I've been inspired to make a top 10 list of the most beautiful female Sonic characters. Grab yourself a snack and a glass of orange <laughs> juice and try not to reach through the screen because here we go! Yeah. Yeah, no. And then, you know. Damn, boy, were you just frying chicken in there? Oh. <laughs> For real, though, you piss loud as fuck. You I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool, Ben. That's Rouge the Bat saying that. Yeah. Is she a Sonic character, right? Yes. yes. She's in the thumbnail. And they had no business making her as busty as they did. I mean, like, it's no wonder furries exist. I think I've said this exact thing. It's no wonder furries exist when, like, growing up, all we had were these, like, sexy personality as well as, like, exaggerated female feature girl characters in Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. and like for the gay furries Tony the Tiger like the, that was a that's that's a that's a muscle hunk you know yes, yeah. like like we, we did make our cartoon characters sexy I mean like even before they that totally like, with did. like Thundercats and Lion-O and, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah we've been doing this for decades but yeah no it should it should be of no surprise and it's like interesting because I've sort of tried to wrap my head around the furry thing because like they kind of they, they try to claim it's like not sexual but it's like this sort of interlap of like sex and cosplay which are kind of already linked mm-hmm. but I think that it it does make sense to me as like sort of anonymity sex plus being to be like getting to be someone you're not yeah and then theoretically sleeping with somebody I, I don't I mean I, I I don't quite understand that one like Pup play makes more sense to me, but the, the 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 furry one is a bit confusing. But I think they're kind of linked in the same way, but I'm not really sure exactly yeah. how. I, I, I can't. Have really... you seen the original video of Hot Chick Heaven? No. It is. I mean, it was made a long time ago. It was like at the height of Sonic's. Oh my god. Thing and like early YouTube, you know, it was. I mean, a kid reviewing like the top ten hottest Sonic female characters. Dude, come on. Yeah. And he's like talking about like amy rose and and he's like look at those tendrils or those spikes on her head Woo-wee! or whatever he does like really just cringy i mean 
hilarious to think about now. But like at the time, I have a, that was so self-serious. I have a great video to get us into this. So Netflix is making a new series. Oh no. Um, or they are releasing it or something. And it kind of- Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it goes along these lines. Q-Force. Our 2011 valedictorian, Agent Steve Merriweather. Now, don't ask, don't tell was revealed. I can stand before you as my true self. A gay man! There was a mistake. We just uh, recrunched the numbers and actually, uh, Agent Buck, who happens to be straight, but that's not what's going on. It's legit. Uh. I respect your decision. At the very least, I hope this little incident won't affect my posting. I have the perfect assignment for you. Where? Moscow? Beijing? Got it. West Hollywood. are passing us by. It's time to do something about it. We need to work a real case already. You know I love you, but I can't make any promises. We go rogue! This team is uh. You were so cool five seconds ago. You all uncovered an illegal nuclear arms deal with the tide of the federal government? I've never been prouder. Let's do this. If you mess with us, there will be repercussions. Uh-oh, I think we might be yeah, experiencing okay. the same thing. I don't want to yeah, screw up our stream again. You get it. It's just like this, like, never... Q-Force. Like, I remember when the first trailer dropped. Oh, shit. Well, whatever. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it sucks because, like... Because, yeah, it, it's... it's <laughs> This one somehow was less offensive than the first one, but it's just at the same time, it's like, it, I really do feel like Netflix makes shows like with an algorithm. It's just like, people like gay stuff. Let's make in the military. Let's make gay military people. Yeah. And, and then it, but, that'll and, do great. And the jokes are just not funny, and it's like also just insulting. It's a and, great way to make people homophobic. And you know, I mean, I can already tell it's probably written by lesbians because lesbian characters are kind of normal, and the gay guys are like, "Hello, this is." us and we're yeah. in the military now and it's super lesbians hot. are normal and probably more likable and yeah. relatable mm -hmm. yeah because they hate us of course i mean come on man yeah no doesn't it suck about wanda sykes because like she was so fucking funny and then like mm -hmm. and then it's like when she because we all just knew she was a lesbian but then when she came out she just got annoying it, it's yeah why does this happen i don't know man yeah. i wish it was different but and like also too just when anybody made their whole career about politics or whatever it just became yeah <sighs> you know so. i mean i think the biggest uh like example of that we have in like the millennial era is like Tyler Oakley his like his downfall was so steep yeah and you like, know more about that than I do I mean it was around the time of Hillary Clinton oh he shilled hard for her yeah he yeah, did it was embarrassing he really tried his best yeah and it was just like so and like he followed me on Instagram for whatever reason like a couple years ago and I follow him but I forgot I had because I muted him for so long and I recently unmuted his uh, story um, so I could see like what he's up to now and it's like exactly what you'd expect it's like it's like trans statistics and like, Dude, like COVID and like I don't know like he's he turned around like he's hot he's now, hot now yeah. um, but like he I don't think he'll ever be able to like shake the 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 gunk that like is festering on him. Well, I think that's like, like activism. It's well, and it's it's such it's such like empty activism. I mean, it's like that yeah. thing of like you know, even if people don't 
consciously know it. It's like when you go to these like pride parades and you see all these corporate sponsors, you kind of realize that the issue is sort of settled, like mm -hmm. more or less. And then, you know, people get hysterical when I say that and like, well, you know, in Alabama, people, gay people are beaten to death every day. And I'm like, bitch, you would hear about that nonstop mm -hmm. if that was the case. Like it just, it doesn't, I mean, would it suck to live in Alabama as a gay person? Yeah, yeah. probably It'd be like shitty, but it's like short of like a passing rude comment or whatever. Like, I don't think your life's really in danger, but it's like, it just really, and most gay people end up moving to metropolitan cities anyway, because we're kind of a mel metropolitan class of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's that thing that I think people make the mistake of is they don't really cultivate, like, you know, for you, it was, you, you literally did every kind of artistic pursuit that exists. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been a musician. So it's like my sexuality was never really the, the driving focus of any decision I made. It was like other than just who I had sex with. Mm -hmm. And so these people who made YouTube careers out of just being gay, it's like, well, you, when you're not interesting to look at anymore, this isn't going to be like a really, in, it'll be Randy Rainbow, you know, and then, yeah. And then it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, but there's no other skills that you chose to cultivate or anything or, or, or things you care about other than just this. And I don't know. It's like, it just, yeah, the trajectory is always exactly the fucking same. It's just, it's just, they end up being this sad cat person and mm -hmm. like single and alone. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and yeah, so it, it, it is one of those things of like, yeah, with Tyler Oakley, you wouldn't have to tune out of his content and tune back in to really like, I could have probably told you what it was going to be. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And like this never ending sort of these trans statistics that are so misleading and fucking weird. And it, it you know, and, and again, like, you know, if they, if they want, you know, these like, you know, protect black trans women, it's like, well, okay, then legalize sex work. It's like, that's like, that's step one, you know, mm -hmm. but, but they never say those big things because it's unadvantageous to their donor class or mm -hmm. who, and then they're kind of the, the now witting mouthpieces for the democratic party. And I, I'm sure Tyler Oakley got paid to do that. And what's that other douche? Yeah. Casey Neistat did that too. Oh, gross. Yeah. Casey Neistat. Kill me. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting to watch like the downfall of that class of YouTuber as well. Just like the gay, the gay YouTuber thing. Yeah. Where it just was like people, again, it's like people will still act as if they care about these people's opinions because it's quote unquote the right thing to do and sort of socially expedious. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, everyone they, they stopped watching him because they subconsciously knew how dishonest it all was people have a good bullshit meter even if they don't know they're doing it it's just this sort of instinct of yeah this is bullshit you know and i never really got like i, I get it for you like because you were kind of like younger and growing yes, up that age of yeah. things and i'd already dealt with all that shit so like by the time people were gonna like you know my coming out story in like t 2009 I, like you know i'd already been out you know for over five years so yeah. i was like I, I don't really need to watch this this is fine yeah. i already did this so um but then again then you grow out of it too and you just kind of go why the fuck can i watch these people <laughs> yeah so and i think that a lot of like their their audience won't age with them you know because again right. they're going to get older their audience is going to get over the message and yeah then there's just kind of nothing left you know and then when there it gets nothing yeah. and when it gets tied to politics then it's like okay well now you've taken a position that alienates people who might have just even thought Hillary Clinton sucks shit, which she did, you know, it does. She's not dead yet. God, I can't wait for her to die in Minecraft. <laughs> in Minecraft, yes. God damn. Speaking of neoliberals, uh, yeah. Obama had his uh, birthday bash in, in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Oh my Vineyard. God, he sure did. Yeah, and then like all the all the celebrities who were like taking videos of it and whatever, they, um, they're like all apologizing to him now because it just exposed how it was uh, rules for the... Or, uh, yeah rules for the not, not for, for me. me 
It was a super spreader event. Well, we'll see. It's like interesting because like the article that I saw was from the Daily Mail, so that doesn't really uh, mean much. But bummer. Fox, the one I had pulled up was from Fox, and like the the correlation is kind of odd. So it's like, so Martha's Vineyard already was getting a spike in like cases going up. Yeah. And uh, and then the um, uh, but the thing is, the guests came early and then start like they hung out, and went to all the restaurants in the area, yeah. did all the shit. Exactly. And then now this cases are much larger suddenly after this event and nobody will really take responsibility for it or whatever because like they're like oh yeah we need to do advanced contact tracing to see if this event was a part of it or whatever so they'll just bury it but at the same time it's pretty safe to assume this fucking yeah. stupid event that was so just so the elite being the fucking elite yes which, again and like we've said it before but i don't care rising cases we're vaccinated we don't give a shit like it but at the same time it just is like just it's it's weird like between gavin newsom and the french laundry thing and lori lightfoot getting her hair did and pelosi getting her hair did it just seems like our elite class are not taking this nearly as seriously as like we're supposed to as they're all, telling us to it, all the yeah. time or imposing restrictions that shut down every tiny small fucking business so for good permanently and uh and yeah like you know it's it's funny because like this newsom thing is kicked into like propaganda overdrive where he keeps tweeting it's a republican-led a gop-led recall of gavin newsom and i'm like well i voted for it i'm it's not so a fucking stupid. republican and i hate you and honestly like the french laundry thing should have been that should have been it, it you know and that was like early in the pandemic too that was like shut amid shutdown amidst the shutdown the first one uh and like after he had told us stay home mm -hmm. He's indoors, no mask, at a restaurant yes. with like fifteen people at least. And right? they were all like, they were all like donors and like and like the the health directors of California. I mean, it was just it was so over yeah. the top and like, like dude, really, you know? And, and egregious. So, and yeah. I already hated him anyway. And it, 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 at this point, because I've followed his career for so long. I mean, when he was running for, uh, when he was like with the mayor of San Francisco before he destroyed it with his terrible policies, but like. He was super active in gay rights, like long before it was popular. So mm -hmm. he did a great job with that. And again, like he's super handsome. And so it was hard not like dislike the guy. I mean, the guy looks like a politician out of central casting, which I've said before. Yeah. And so it just fit. And then you realize as I got, as I, as I, I realized as I got older, I would listen to him talk and how many words he would say without fucking saying anything. Right. And then I'm like, oh, he's just kind of an empty vessel that through nepotism got to this point, you know, being Pelosi's nephew and all this crazy shit. Um, and then you find out he was married to Kimberly Guilfoyle, which makes it even funnier. That's hilarious. And, and the best is yet to come. come. And uh, wow, yeah, and, that uh, was her, right? Yeah, it was her. Yeah, I'm gonna come. <laughs> so yeah, like it just, it just is. It's been funny to like watch because like even the L.A. Times was like, vote no on this GOP. Insane. <laughs> it was the just, correct vote is no. Yeah. I think is what they said. Just out of their mind. And what's so dude. stupid? But like, and, and again, I even have like acquaintances of mine that have gotten brainworms about it because they don't understand like what this actually is. They're like, okay, well, if Gavin Newsom gets recalled, we're certainly getting a Republican governor. And it's like, no, we are no. not. Like because they compared to Schwarzenegger, right? And what people don't understand is that Gray Davis didn't really do anything wrong. They got him recalled. It was like a giant fucking weird misunderstanding. Yeah. Um, uh, about like Enron and California brownouts and all this weird shit. Um, and then Schwarzenegger is fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, like he is, Caitlyn Jenner is not an equivalent. Like th there is no level of fame and no. charisma that is comparable. I mean, just, yeah. there was That's no. That's the Terminator. Yeah. And dude. honestly, he didn't govern really like a Republican. I mean, it was, 
And I think people yeah. kind of knew that would happen because he was part of the Hollywood elite. You know? Yeah. So it just, it seemed pretty fucking, I mean, but then people are trying to say it's going to happen now. I'm like, no fucking way. All I care about is that Gavin Newsom will no longer have a stage in national politics. Like that, yeah, I just get him out, get dude. him the fuck out and like enough of him. And so like him and like, you know, you saw it happen with Cuomo. It's like, it's just people who just do not need to be on a national stage politically be gone anymore. forever. So, I mean, I think at least half the politicians need to go after this pandemic. Dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, it really is just, it's just it, the, the separation of these people and people who actually have to live their lives. It, it's yeah. They have no, clue. They have no Nancy conception. Pelosi goes on TV to say, we're feeding them. We're feeding we, them. Feed them. we feed them. You don't, you haven't seen a poor person in the last 40 years. No, she is not. Um, anyway, I don't know if I'm going to try to make it to an hour on this one. We did this too, like in such close mm -hmm. succession, like the Wednesday one and this one. It's hard to. We've already made it pretty far. And the honestly. news is kind of, it's not slow exactly, but it's like most of what the news talks about right now or the shows that I watch anyways is infrastructure bill, which I'm like, it's got good shit in it and I, I care, but simultaneously like until Bernie's reconciliation thing passes, which it won't, I'm kind of like. I just can't be fucked to care. Like yeah. none of it really affects my life. And so I can't really get passionate about it. You know, yeah. like, like the child tax credit thing's fantastic, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't have kids. So I'm sort of like, you know, I, it, yeah. I know it matters. I just, I just, I just can't, I can't find an interesting thing to say about it. You yeah. Know? And Same I, and like the only way you could really talk about it is diving deep into like all the machinations of it. And, boring I, I boring i can't do it so, so boring when it does pass and if bernie's thing goes through or whatever then i'll have something to talk about regarding that but that's literally been the only thing dominating the news other than afghanistan but we all know what the fuck like literally that just five minute thing about this neocon propaganda we all know what the fuck it is so mm -hmm. who cares but the thing we can close on is we watched the suicide squad yeah we watched the new one not to be confused with suicide squad <laughs> the really bad one the, the really old one dude i mean it was because like any of those, well, David Ayer did um, did the last one, uh, and he did uh, Training Day and some other really good movies. But I remember just thinking like these, there, there was like this weird sort of imbalance of like how stupid and goofy the characters were supposed to be in it, mm -hmm. with trying to make it dark. And then like so, so what serious. all these like what all the the Superman movies and the Justice League movie like it always ends in this fucking stupid boss battle with characters that don't really matter like yeah like you know the the you know the boss will just send out these fucking robotic drones that they fight until they get to like the last guy who is just a cgi mess of destruction and just darkness and stupid the dc but the dc universe has been interesting because like the, these standalone movies they've made a handful of them have been pretty good like wonder woman was pretty good the new one was terrible um joker was good um this was fantastic and so yeah. this movie what happened was so when james gunn got he got like fired from disney uh to do guardians of galaxy 3 over like those controversial tweets that uh that's right like, i forgot about that. and if you knew anything about james gunn before like yeah pedophilia pedophilia jokes were like his thing like he actually made a movie kind of joking about that whole culture mm. and it wasn't like in a way to minimize it like everyone's like oh this guy's a fucking pedophile it wasn't that at all it was just sort of how this is horrific let's like laugh at it mm -hmm. and that's kind of what this movie was too so he got fired from disney then dc said hey like do you want to do this you do, do you want to write this justice league movie and he goes or no i'm sorry the, the, suicide, the, the squad. Su suicide squad movie and he goes all right so he goes over there and does that um and then uh then they asked him to direct it because david Ayer is going to come back and direct it again 
and uh, he just made like all the right choices. Like all these characters are fucking stupid and ridiculous. So like he wrote it like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which actually to me fit better in this universe than even Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I found this funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think it's because DC let him make it R. So yeah, it was like yeah. the the gore is like gross, but it's not like over the top gross. And then hearing the characters say "fuck" because they're like a bunch of convicts, of course they would. Yeah, they would just be gross and horrible and disgusting. And uh, replacing Idris Elba is not the same character as Will Smith was in the other one, but it made me realize watching it that Idris Elba is way more charismatic than Will Smith. And yes. Will Smith is kind of like when a comedian starts laughing at his own jokes. Will Smith thinks he's more charismatic than he actually is. And Idris Elba is just more confident, I think, in mm-hmm. kind of his charisma. And he's more handsome, too. Yeah. But it's like, but, yeah, the movie was fucking good. I was shocked. And I actually watched it without you because I was just like, this is going to be a pile of shit. Because um, I didn't really know anything about it. I just saw that it came up and I was bored. And then you came in about halfway through and you liked it. So we watched the first half First of it. half again this yeah. morning. Yeah. So you could catch up on it to talk about it. But Yeah. I mean, uh, let's see. Suicide Squad 2021 was amazing. They didn't build up DC. They just jumped straight to the ensemble movie. Marvel got people introduced and invested. Yeah. I mean, this one was so good. because th- Well, it was funny. Watching it, watching the last half and the first half, and this might be like a very mild spoiler. Um, like, I saw the last half and I saw the main cast of characters. And then the first half began when we watched it this morning. And I was like, wait, none of these people were in the last half of the movie. Uh, I was like... Oh, I think I know where this is going, yeah. and and then it, it it happens. Of course, it was like a fall, it was like a, a really funny false start where like they introduce yeah. all these like really stupid characters. And like one of my favorite one is uh, Nathan Fillion, where he can like detach his arms, <laughs> and it's such a stupid superpower. Which that that's the thing that like uh, what what James Gunn got right is that the DC universe would write heel characters like yeah. into like heel villains that were stupid and kind yes. of like funny. And so he detaches his arms and, like, it's like, slapping the soldiers that they're fighting. And they're just kind of like, get off. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, they're just regular arms just y- detached yeah. from a body, you know? There's, like, slapping. They flow, and he just he can just slap with them. That's it. Yeah, and it, he just he got what made the whole thing f- funny, but also made it fun. Like, Idris Elba's technology in his suit is, I was like, that's so fucking cool. I know, that's it so was really cool. cool. Like, his suit basically, like... I don't know how would you describe it. It's like an it? endless cavalcade of parts. It's like yeah, and you, he can attach things to like his gun, and it makes it a bigger gun. And he keeps attaching things and stuff. So like, yeah, he has like an, a forearm crossbow mm-hmm. that he can just like pull back on his on his forearm. It's so cool. Yeah, and just from a writing standpoint, what I respected so much about it was that everything had a payoff, right? Like yeah. you know, Harley, like that stupid javelin guy gets gunned down in the beginning of the movie. Sorry, spoilers. Um, uh, and then uh, he's like, here, you're the, like the javelin guy tells Harley Quinn, you're the only one that can take my javelin. And she's like, and he dies and she's like, why, why me? Why? why? But she hangs on to it. And then, uh, it ends up having a giant payoff with the monster at the end. And I love what James, like, so the giant monster at the end is a giant starfish. It's a literal, it's a kaiju. (laughs) It's a literal kaiju, which they say that in the movie. Uh, Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it looks goofy and silly, but it like has this ability to shoot off like these little mini starfish that control people's minds, mm-hmm. which makes it terrible. Like, which like, James Gunn it's said that really it, James Gunn said it's the stupidest villain in the entire DC universe, but it's also the most terrifying thing on the fucking. So once it's literally like a foreign object that can take over your body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 
it's not like a human being it's something with like a chaotic alignment yeah that has no interest in your life mm-hmm. or anything like that which i think is the scariest you know it was and and that's that was sort of his thinking about it but what was cool about this movie was that uh like all that kind of stuff aside i mean it's just fun to watch in general but what james gunn does so well and it's why like i think the only two marvel movies i'll still watch like because i'm just kind of burnt on them I'll watch the Spider-Man movies because Tom mm-hmm. Holland's hot. Yes. Um, but then I'll watch the Guardians movies because they're kind of their own self-contained thing. Mm-hmm. And he's so good at writing, like, characters to where you feel for them. You know, like Rocket Raccoon in um, in Guardians, he's all distraught over being this sort of cyborg raccoon thing that nobody respects. And mm-hmm. they, he, But he writes it so well that you actually do feel bad for this thing, you know? Yeah. And then in this one, that interaction I on the bus that uh, rat catcher two and uh idris elba have was really touching it was just mm-hmm. like because i i loved her character too the, the the girl who can attract the rats and stuff because she doesn't have like a ton of utility but she ends up saving most everybody in the movie just by caring about them yeah and like finding a way to get them to care and i thought that was a really like sweet it, even mm-hmm. the giant retarded shark she got that thing to care uh, which was cool and then that scene with the little the fish was so fucking sad when it ended up yeah. happening and like again that was so just I, I, I think about somebody as a screenwriter like James Gunn like again the arc of her in the very beginning of the movie Ratcatcher telling the shark please don't eat us because we are your friends and he goes like he's like would you eat your friends he goes no so, <laughs> so then he ends up in this aquarium thing with these cute little like jellyfish creatures and they're yeah. kind of like making the shape of his body He's like jumping around it's with like them. Friends. Friends. And then it breaks open and turns out they're fucking, they have these teeth and they're horrible. Yeah. So like all of that had a payoff too of just yeah. like, just this, even with this character that is basically mentally retarded, but. <laughs> yeah. He was just a grown man with Down syndrome. Basically. Wasn't he? Yeah. Basically. More like, or less. That's <laughs> but it was interesting because like so much thought went into it. I, I kind of got obsessed with reading about it because just of why this one worked and the other ones have just been so bad. Mm-hmm. And it was basically James Gunn was, it's, it's attention to detail. He's like, I don't There's want- There's a plane flying by with one of those banners that says, let's beat COVID vax today. Kill me. Uh, I don't know. I think it's longbeach.com slash something. You know those banners that they trail behind you like that? Like on those, like, that those, just flew by. Those. Sorry I cut off your thought, but I needed to have you see it before it that was, disappeared. It's just, just we're, we're living in dystopia. Let's um, beat COVID. Get vax. Okay. Like, I mean, is this going to convince people? It was just like, no, this convinces doing? nobody, and that's our money. Yeah, no, exactly. Flying by. Probably. Um, but yeah, no, it, Like what I loved about it was, so James Gunn was like, okay, like I do want to make the shark character relatable, but I don't want to make it cute. So he was like, he had drawn up some designs of the shark character and they had like the, the Groot eyes where they were like big and cute. Yeah. He's like, I can't, so he made them like tiny and like, then he was like a hammerhead at Beady, first. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, then I don't know which direction it can look in. And so that's fucked up. So he went with like a great white design and mm-hmm. then, but made, but then when you do get close to its face and it's sort of expression, um, you're like, oh, this thing actually is kind of sweet, but mm-hmm. it takes you the whole movie to kind of start to empathize with it. You yeah. know, like, other than just being dumb. And so, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I think a big part of why people are scared of sharks is like the way they look is is terrifying and, and kind of foreign. Like, but they have the natural predator look, which mm-hmm. is like far apart eyes, but uh, sort of like Black kind of eyes, kind like of like front eyes. facing. Mm-hmm. Um, although sharks do have it on the side of their head. It's like they have small beady eyes that are dark and like characterless. Yeah. Um, 
and like that's because predators really don't need eyes super far on the sides of their heads like yeah. like rabbits do they have eyes like all the way to the sides so they they can see a huge array but their sight directly forward is yeah. not particularly important to them um but yeah like we have this instinctual like fight or flight this mild fight or flight response to things that have these weird beady eyes mm-hmm. that are like very direct and i think that yeah. and i think that with him that that thing with the aquarium and those fish was like one of the most tragic parts of the whole movie because mm-hmm. it is like a down syndrome kid getting like totally betrayed it was so sad. it was so yeah. sad um uh but yeah no it was it was really good and also what i liked about it too was again his attention to detail when he's writing like the harley quinn again it's been margot robbie the whole time but the one they introduced in i think it was just suicide squad the first, mm-hmm. but she might have been in one of the batman movies i think she was i don't know I, I can't keep track of them. They're just uh, all of all of Z- like Zack Snyder should just be banned from making movies. I, so all of his garbage he made. I think she was in a few of those. Like she had this like rotten tattoo across her face. Ugh. And James Gunn's like, we're not going to put that on your face. And no. she's like, oh, thank God. I fucking hated that stupid thing. He's just sort of like how to make this not annoying. And she always kind of bordered on like she could be a little annoying, but it would make yeah. up with it by like interesting character development. That was mm-hmm. cool. And the action sequence they gave her was all of them really were so pretty great. badass. Yeah. yeah. And so, and again, the movie, like you don't really mind the kick-ass girl in a movie like this. That's just meant to be fucking stupid and fun, you know, mm-hmm. opposed to it being like, you know, Scarlett Johansson who has no superpowers in the Marvel movies, just like beating up a bunch of fucking Navy seals. And you're like, okay right, you know right. like well, you know, it's like well why well because she was trained with russians it's like all right you know like i you know i just it's just like this this sort of it's not like obviously we're watching a superhero movie so it's like a suspension of disbelief is going to be natural but mm-hmm. at the same time it's just it gets to be annoying you know like yeah. and that's kind of like the captain marvel thing too why that movie is such a fucking dud is um you know miss no ass and no charisma like just fucking they're just like, well, she's yeah. a girl. You're, you're going to love it. It's like, well. She's the most boring white woman and I've they just, ever they, seen. And they OP'd her. So it's just like, well, yeah. now what do you do? Because like, and you know, I, I think that this, I like this movie because my favorite superheroes have been like Iron Man, Batman, people who are like basically eccentric, drunk billionaires. And I'm like, that kind of makes sense to me with trauma, <laughs> you know? And then you're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. Like this sort of would be a motivation opposed to somebody like, well, I fucking got space powers or you know you know space powers, it's yeah. like and, and now this matters for some reason so yeah um different character i've I, I mentioned this to you when we were watching the first half this morning um they always make john cena like homoerotic yeah. in every movie uh and you said it like yeah he's a great heel i think there's something to that but like in this one uh, he talks about eating all the dicks on a. If like if he said like he had to eat a dick for He's freedom, like dick he math. would do it. For yeah. liberty, he would do it. You know, yeah. I would eat all the dicks on this beach if it meant I could have liberty mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then in the next scene, he's in his underwear, like mm-hmm. tidy whities. Um, but I've seen him in like there was that. Do you remember that Amy Schumer movie that uh, he was in yeah, where was he was the like one her that she, boyfriend? Train wreck, yeah train wreck th- yeah. was it that one yeah yeah um he wasn't gay in that though he was just very narcissistic which no he'd be like i will eat your ass dude like threatening a guy do you remember that i do vaguely remember that yeah he would always say like these sort of like homoerotic things and he didn't know what they meant yeah they, there's that there's well there's a movie breakers as well which was mm. surprisingly good um it sucks because I, I wish john cena hadn't gone all fucking full china but like yeah because he he he's good. I, I think that like really, I think a lot of it has to do like it's why professional wrestlers do make good actors. 
because it's like their whole like they're these fucking giant muscle dudes that are like supposed to be like the epitome of testosterone but simultaneously yeah. they're fucking putting on makeup and playing clown show you know yeah i know professional wrestling's hard and they fuck their bodies up and whatever but it's like but it's like john cena apparently like was always kind of the heel in the wwe so like always the kind of joke character in a way so i think he's just kind of used to playing that part and Mm-hmm. clearly he's fine with just taking a paycheck and doing whatever they want him to do which yeah. makes him fun but at the same time I just I wish that China thing hadn't fucking happened that really it, yeah. it soured it like it makes it hard to he's good enough in this to where I was able to like let it go mm-hmm. but it is just a bummer that it's out there and it exists and he did that you he know? was also in uh, and we watched a YouTube video that mentioned this the other night or last night or something he was also in the Fred movie Oh, that's right. Do you remember? I, I don't. Did I you ever saw, see it? I, I again, I was too old for Fred. He was already annoying to yeah. me, like even from the start. But it's so strange because I mean, I watched all the Fred videos as a kid, uh, and then the Fred movie came out, and he was also on an episode of like iCarly and stuff like that. Um, the Fred movie came out, and they sort of pitched his voice down a little bit, so it wasn't so like grating. Yeah, which I think kind of helped. And they did the same thing in the iCarly episode. Well, but didn't, didn't he? Well, didn't he just? Didn't he pitch it up in the videos? Anyway? He, he would always pitch it up. Yeah. yeah. Super high, though. Yeah. They didn't pitch it up as high in the movie and in the episode he was in in iCarly. Um, and the crossover as well, Jeanette McCurdy was in iCarly. She was Sam in iCarly. And then also, like, his love interest in uh, in the Fred movie, I think. Like, his next-door neighbor. But anyways, John Cena was, like, his dad, but was, like, this... I vaguely remember him being, like, kind of gay. Like, being, like, a... I think yeah, man. I I I like I, a gay coach figure. I think you know? that it's. I think that, like there is sort of because I they never. I mean I don't really know like how they played it in that movie, but they always it's always like kind of subtle with him. Mm-hmm. Like it's not over the top, and I think that the joke generally like why it kind of rubs off as funny is because he's so big. You know, he's like so yeah. buff and big, and it's just kind of like you know it's just it's funny to like imagine him saying like homoerotic shit or whatever. I do love that part though because he's so fucking jingoistic in in Suicide Squad where. There's a part where uh, he's like, because it's a peacemaker. His name, yeah, his and, su- his supervillain name or his whatever his action name is, peacemaker. And then Ratcatcher too goes, I thought your name was Peacemaker. And he's like, I will achieve peace at any cost, no matter how many women, men, and children I need to kill. <laughs> I just loved it. It's Incredible, like just, dude. just the absolute. And then and then the way the movie ends with him is so American. Like I mean, his sort of arc is that he's villainous and doesn't want the public to know about this thing that would make america look bad yeah just totally jingoistic i mean it was it yeah. was such a really and like again these characters were sort of fleshed out in the comics but james gunn kind of just took pieces of it and then made them in these interesting characters because yeah. Bloodsport, the character that idris elba played is not really much of a character mm-hmm. uh the one that will smith was was deadshot who was similar but they said they didn't want to have idris replace him because in case will smith did want to come back and do it yeah um and cause I think Will Smith was doing another movie or something, but I I think it worked out for the best because because I think that what J- James Gunn said is that he wrote the character Bloodsport the way he did, knowing that I need Idris Elba to play the character. Like I just yeah. know like nobody else. And fortunately, Idris is like a cool guy. He's like, oh man, I'm fucking honored. They also him. let him keep his accent. Yeah, that this. was. I'm that tired was, of seeing him with a, a an American accent. He's good at it though. Like, um, like I don't know if you ever saw you never saw The Wire, right? No, did a great like Baltimore accent in that. Like he was scary in that in that show. And then um, also in uh, he's in Prometheus. Yes. Oh, oh, and, he is, and he's great and plays like an American person. Yeah, yeah I 
forgot about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just like just let him be himself. I, it does come off like more natural. And there's something about uh, English people swearing that has like a little kind of nice. There's so much more charm to it, to it. Mm-hmm. and that's also why he's more charming than fucking Will Smith. Mm-hmm. There's a, but, it's funny. Yeah. Brand says the freaking wire. The show is really good. I actually want to go through and rewatch it. But um, there's a there's this scene this scene that you can um, you can look it up on YouTube. But it's this like seven minute scene where two of the detectives are going into the house where like a shooting happened and trying to figure out like the, like how it happened. And there's no dialogue. Then they'll just like find a bullet hole. They're like fuck. And the one's like fuck. And they kind of go go along. What? And they like look at they like go they take a measuring tape out the window like find the distance. Fuck. And then they go and like f- open the refrigerator door what? and they see a bullet hole. They're like, "Fuck!" It's like seven minutes of just fuck the whole time. What? But the, the is this a, what kind of show is this? A comedy? A it, drama? No, no, no. It's a drama. Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like a true like a true crime drama about like drug dealers in in Baltimore. Oh my yeah. god! It's really fucking good. It's like one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Like this is like I, I think it came out before The Sopranos or it might have been on at the same time. So like like that kind of started the golden age of television was yeah. The Wire and Sopranos for sure. And wow. uh, yeah, it's a fantastic show. And, but yeah, that like literally the seven minute sequence of just fuck, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Yeah, fantastic show. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, we made it to an hour. Jesus yeah, God. I'm honestly very surprised. Sorry if we spoiled the movie for you. Uh, I probably should have uh, warned you about that. But it's it's I, I like that it's on HBO Max. I'm I'm pissed that like I want to see the movie Pig so badly with Nicolas Cage, but they fucking just only put it out in theaters. And I right, I think it'll be on streaming services soon. I hope so, man. Um, but anyway, well, we love you all. Yeah, thank you guys for being here. We'll be back next Saturday. Next Saturday. Goodbye. Goodbye.